You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Hey, there you go. There's the music. That means it is time for Animal Talk. We're here to help you with your pets and have some fun along the way. Like the guy sitting across from me, one of the best doggone pet people on the planet. Hey, Jamie. I'm Brian Donovan. (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days. Uh, Yeah, I'm Jamie Flanagan, just making sure everybody has a good time. And uh, we got a guest with us in studio, just hanging out and uh, getting in trouble with us. Always. My name is Matthew Fox, Matt Fox, whatever you want to call me. Hey, Matt. Hey. And uh, some other guests lined up for today as well on the show. We have uh, coming up, uh, it's all about talking to the animals today. Yes, and actually having the animals talk back to you. (laughs) We have uh, Michelle Winowich, who was uh, recently on Shark Tank with a new pet product. We're going to talk to her about that. Yes, and uh, we also have uh, Francis Greenspan, animal communicator. I am so looking forward to talking to this young lady. Yes, and uh, she can communicate with pets that uh, are here now and that have uh, crossed over and beyond. I've got lots of questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, Jamie, uh, we did, we talked to her years ago. Didn't yeah, yeah, she's been on the show before. She's a friend of the show. It's like, it was a, Animal Talk's been in existence for <laughs> a bazillion years. I, I don't even know. It was, uh, do you remember when? Because you guys started before I was joined the party. I, I, I imagine we, we talked to her 15 years ago at least. At least. Wow. Yes. I, the, the show's been on for 20 plus, right? I barely had my adult teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been doing these shenanigans for uh, quite some time. And uh, so talking to the animals today, that's that's the point. But uh, we get to your email questions. We do some of those, and then we uh, tell some jokes. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get with Michelle as soon as, uh, and, and Francis as soon as they get to uh, calling in with us. But, Brian, I'm going to test your skills uh, ahead of time. We're going to get you uh, all set and uh, make you answer some uh, email questions. Oh, okay. You're, are you, you're are testing you? my skills? I am. We're when gonna... will you learn to stop testing me? <laughs> <laughs> Never. All right. So it's uh, a little email question here for you. It goes with something like this. Dear Animal Talk. You got mail, baby. Yeah. And I got a five-month-old dachshund mix. It's a rescue puppy. It digs in her – she digs in her water bowl, which makes a huge mess. Um, is there a bowl – that will not make such a, a big mask. Uh, you know, I have two other little rescue dogs, uh, and they it would benefit them as well. Yeah, actually, there's um, uh, there there's a whole science to uh, feeding and watering dishes. Right. You know, some dogs that that eat too fast, for example, there's uh, the, uh, the 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 dog bowls that have the they're almost like stalagmites on the bottom of the bowl where the food gets in between. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for the dog hmm. to get to it, and it slows the dog down. Now, as far as um, watering, um, a lot of times if you just get a, a higher bowl, oh. uh, a little bit taller bowl, the dog will be discouraged from putting his huh. uh, feet in it. And if it's a dachshund mix, my guess is... Those legs are pretty short. Legs probably. are pretty short. Yeah, that's, yeah, my, yeah. that's my guess. So that's what I would do is maybe uh, elevate the bowl. In fact, they have elevated feeders now uh, for dogs, and um, they come in all... All sorts of flavors and um, uh, styles to go with the decor of your home. 
So is that uh, a common behavior to end up with a, a little uh, puppy beach party going on there? Yeah, yeah. And in the summertime, you know, maybe get a kid's pool, put it out in the back patio in the backyard or something, let the, the dog go crazy. <laughs> All right. Good call. Um, all right. So uh, here's another uh, email question. Puppy scams, you know, because the interweb is is such a thing. And this woman, uh, Norman the Mormon. <laughs> Norman? Are they in Utah? Norman the Mormon was scammed out of $1,000 on a bulldog puppy scam back in 2006. Uh, my first wife and I were separated and my 15-year-old daughter – uh, my 15-year-old daughter's lab just passed away, so I let emotions get the best of me and the best of my common sense. Uh, and I remarried in 2007. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I don't know. That that wasn't the best of his common sense. But uh, my now wife and I have uh, an un- unbelievably cool uh, little dog. Uh, we live in a rural area in Georgia. And the dog just came out of the woods one day, looked at us and decided uh, she was going to live with us. Um, Cleaned her up, got her cured of heartworms, and, and fenced in an area, and uh, so that's our that's our, our new dog. Um, the wife named her Tikla, which means ugly girl in, in her native language. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm, so where's the scam? Yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, we're getting to it. Okay. Uh, uh, lately, my wife has been thinking about a playmate for Tikla. I guess the scam happened back, in, you know, several years back in two thousand and six. Uh, so, but the wife wants a, a playmate for Tikla and, and wants a teacup Maltese or a Pomeranian pup, mm-hmm. right? And and she found some incredibly cute Maltese pups at a ridiculously low price mm. on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he visited the website and it was deja vu all over again. The website uh, was an obviously scam. I'm not going to say the name of the website, but uh, they claim to be selling these six adorable Maltese pups for 500 bucks or two for 800. Buy two for is it, is it two. like Mr. Allen's for for dogs? You two know, for five or five hundred or two for eight hundred. What is it? Um, so with free shipping, um, the site's been up for twenty five days and has the same six pups for sale um, for at least two weeks. Scam advisor agrees that it's it's probably a fake site. So you know it's 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 a big problem. How do you report a scammer? Uh, where do you report it to? And and how do you how do you protect yourself when you're trying to buy? Because that's a, that's a that's a designer dog, right? The, right. Yeah. And so you're not you're not going to find it at every pound. You're not going to find it at every rescue. You're probably going to have to go online and and find it. So how do you protect yourself from from getting scammed? You know what it is, Jamie. It's all about research. Yeah. You know, and right. and getting uh, testimonials or some sort of. Uh, um, you know, a, a, a informal background check. You know, talk to customers, talk right. to people who have purchased a puppy from uh, the the breeder. Um, there's nothing foolproof. In fact, um, yeah, I just recently i uh, I sold a car mm-hmm. uh, in, in one of the the more prominent uh, you know uh, car um, trader kind of a sure. you know right. uh, online sites. Um, and it wasn't long before uh. I started getting uh, calls from people who wanted to know information about the car. They wanted to know like mm-hmm. uh, 
the VIN number. Of you want course. To, and, well, because we want to run the – want to run the blue book. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing is they, they also um, – they, they want to know information that would allow them to – because they already have the picture of the car. Carfax. Right. They, they want to be able to uh, put their own listing up and maybe get a down payment from somebody online. Sure. Or, there's all sorts of scams out that's there. Good Lord. That's a Nigerian scam that's out there. There's all kinds yeah. of – yeah, yeah. So um, I would recommend that there's so much information. You know, yeah. um, always, uh, you know, you, you want to talk to uh, satisfied customers, whether you're buying, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, you, you name it. You want to see what they're, you know, uh, rating, um, uh, you know, sellers of anything is, is kind of like a, a common practice right. now. So uh, they should expect it. A breeder should expect for somebody to say, hey, you know, I'd like to talk to somebody who purchased a puppy from you and yeah. see what their yeah. experience was. And you shouldn't be afraid to ask for that sort of stuff. So now there was a good uh, son of a gun. There was a good uh, 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 site, Pet Finder, right? Yeah, they yeah. they have, and you can find any kind of dog there. I mean, it may not be in your backyard, but uh, you can find just about any breed you're, you're looking for. PetFinder dot com, yeah. also at PetKey dot org, P E T K E Y dot org. Pet yep, key. Um, all the breeders there have been uh, have been checked out, mm-hmm. and you know, so you're not going to get any kind of a scam there, but. Yeah, the the internet's a big place, and puppies are very cute. And unfortunately, oftentimes it's an impulse buy, Ew. and yes. these puppies are going quick. Give me a deposit, send me, uh, you know, give yeah. me a credit card number, and it it gets people all the time. Mm. So, uh, yeah, park your emotions for a second, yeah, right? and get some uh, get some background on the on the breeder. So there you go. So uh, Craigslist is is full of backyard breeders. Uh, people a lot of times use the Craigslist to to connect anything cats, dogs, purebred mutts, uh, and they're all like five hundred dollars uh, and more. You know, it, we think you know, this uh, this person sending in the email. They're perplexed by how many dogs are for sale on 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 Craigslist at such a uh, an inflated rate of over five hundred bucks. This person thought there was a, a huge uh, uh, flamo. Thought there was a huge need for homes for animals, like they would be, you know, given away or just for cover, you know, the basic vet vet uh, vet visits. Um, you know, is there a way to? Uh, is it should you steer clear of uh, this person wants to know? Should they steer clear of Craigslist pets? You know, generally, um, man, I'll tell you what. If if I if my reputation was at stake and I was selling something. Just because it has such a bad reputation and so much room for fraud, I'd stay. I'd stay off of Craigslist. Really? I mean, yeah. uh, somebody who, if you're looking for a purebred or a designer breed dog, um, the the person who's breeding those dogs should think enough of their their breeding program to, I don't know, create a website, put a little history and a little bit of background on, yeah. on uh, the kennel and and their uh, their breeding stock. And again, satisfied customers who have purchased uh, uh, puppies. So no, I wouldn't do that. I would I I, I want to see I want to see that this is a um a, a you know viable uh you know operation. Right. Even if it's a small uh kennel, you know, just somebody who's doing a couple litters a year, maybe one every five years, they should still have plenty of information to you know to inform people, you know, educate them and uh, you know, kind of be a resource rather than just hey, free puppies or puppies for five. It, it does seem it does seem a little little crazy, a little dangerous to yeah. to go that route. Just do your due diligence. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's no excuse anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, you can in 15 minutes you can find. Uh, you know, maybe it's just because I was I was single for a while. And, sure. <laughs> and when you swipe right on Tinder, you know, the first thing you do is a background check, right? It's really yeah. easy. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Not to draw a parallel to the women I was dating and then puppies for sale. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't even know what I'm talking about. They all had wet noses. That was (laughs) next. (laughs) Pet Key, Pet Key um, is is a a sponsor, and they they're they're such a. a, I didn't know they had a a resource for about breeders. Yeah, Pet Key is all about education and and, uh, services for specifically the new pet owner, the new 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 puppy owner. So it's education. Okay. It's resources. It's it's microchipping. It's lost pet. Um, uh, lost pet uh, prevention, lost pet recovery mm-hmm. site. So there's, uh, it, it's all about responsible pet ownership, and uh, you know, being kind of an advocate for the pet. All right. Hmm. So that's, uh, and yeah. So that's, uh, and then part of that branch is the mm-hmm. help me find my pet. I love the new sounder, the door yes. slamming. Yeah. The, door, the door slam sounder. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's, uh, is that coming over the microphone? I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably is. Speaking of coming over the microphones, Matt, could you like go to podcastdetroit.com and like listen to it and see yeah. if we're over modulating? Yep, I'll be right I back. I got this distinct feeling that we might be hot, hot mic. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's so. It's what does that sound like? Like we've had working, too much caffeine or something? I think so. I think okay. it's. Uh, I think it's all. It's all buzzy and fuzzy, and because uh, we do have on the way a couple of uh, interesting guests. So we have uh, some uh, gluten free. Uh, <laughs> we have gluten free guests. Gluten free guests. Wow. Uh, gluten <laughs> gluten free dog treats. Okay. Uh, from Goat Pet Products and Michelle Winowich. Uh, she just uh, took it all. Well, you don't really take it all on Shark Tank, but she made a deal. On, on the Shark Tank. And uh, she, but that's not the product that she got the deal for. She got the deal for these interesting little uh, pet speakers. It's, it's, it sounds like it's a lot of fun, this, this product that she, yeah. I don't know if she invented it. I'm assuming she's the inventor. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, we're, we're going to get around. I, 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 there's so much of the back. There's so many, there's so many things to talk to her about. The yeah. backstory of the show, the production of it, you know. Right. Uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, her products and, and where they, where they derive from and everything too. Yeah. So uh, pretty excited uh, about, uh, talking to her coming up uh, at the half hour and uh, between now and then mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk to the animals we're going to tune in psychically we're going to uh, launch uh, into their brains and into the psychic world with Frances Greenspan she's a, a friend of the show and we're going to connect with her as soon as she gets in there with us which uh, will be happening very very shortly Brian uh, uh, you don't have pets in your life right now for the first time in my in my life, yeah, yeah. you are petless. Yeah. You had uh, you had the cat, and you uh, mm-hmm. rehomed the cat, and, and I was angry. What was his name again? Uh, the, my latest cat, y- your daughter's cat. Yeah, you had your daughter's cat, right? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> hey, hey look at you, saved by the bell, because we got a call coming in. <laughs> Maybe Francis can help me. Oh, right. yeah, we're not overmodulated in any way, shape, or form. Okay, fair play. Right on. Oh, Animal Talk, helping you with your pets, having some fun along the way and on the phone. Hamish. 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 Cat's name? Hamish. <laughs> Hamish is not on the phone. Oh, I'm sorry. I think on the phone uh, is Francis Greenspan. Francis, welcome to Animal Talk. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, Frances Greenspan is an animal communicator. She's wow. uh, an animal psychic. She's an author. She has three books on on the subject. And uh, she's uh, just a, a whiz um, online. So, uh, Frances, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. And uh, we just wanted to dive right into it. It's, you have your books there. Uh, what do your pets want you to know? And the other book is More Messages Your Pets Want You to Know. And then Learn to Speak with the Animals. And you also hold, hold workshops and, and do home visits. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us uh, 
tonight. So there is the question, Francis. What do our pets want us to know? Oh, so many things. I would say the majority of the things are common sense that think in a child's uh, attitude. A child just wants love and food and care, and they want to please us. So they are concerned when we maybe want to bring in another pet. Why do you want to bring in another pet? Why am I not good enough? (laughs) There's different things that come to them that we take for granted as, oh, you just want a companion or you just want a, a little brother or whatever. But they may have specific what type of animal do they want. Sometimes they want one that looks like them. If it's a dog, sometimes they want a cat and vice versa. All right. So, uh, Francis, uh-huh. Francis, let me ask you. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, you know, from a behavior standpoint, you know, I of course I have my own way of handling uh, you know behavior problems with dogs. But uh, from your perspective, what's the what's the biggest cause of behavior problems, uh, specifically in dogs? Um, you know, you said there, there's many things that the dogs and cats want want us to know, but uh, what is the biggest source of uh, pet behavior problems? When it comes to uh, you know their thoughts and that miscommunication that sometimes we have with our pets. Well, considering all the rescues that are out there, and they may not you may not have a pet from birth to death. You may have adopted one who's been through some experiences, and they will bring those experiences with them. It's not that they hold grudges, but they do have memory of being abused being neglected, being abandoned. And so I find with the rescue animals, when I'm able to speak with them and assure them this is their forever home, there's a tension that relaxes. There's an, they, they have an opening of the heart where they may have been withholding from their owner because they were afraid to bond because this may just be a shock to the next place they have to go. Well, what's the, I'm sure everyone uh, is thinking, well, how do you communicate that to the, to, ah. to the dog? What's, what is your big secret? Is there something that, uh, that you can share with us that is like a universal for most dogs that maybe pet owners aren't really aware of? Well, animals communicate telepathically, meaning in my thinking voice, I'm speaking to them and receiving what they have to say in their thinking voice. So I don't speak dog or cat, but it's translated in a way <clears throat> that I understand. And they, when I speak to them, it's translated in a way they understand. And, and language is no barrier, even if I'm speaking to an animal who's in Japan. It, I don't speak Japanese, but... I can communicate just fine. It, in the telepathic world, it all gets, the concepts get translated and the words get trans, translated as I need to hear them. Sometimes they show pictures. Sometimes they show emotions. It's a, it depends on each animal. They're very different. Well, we have, uh, there's a friend of mine who's, um, who runs a, a bulldog rescue. She's a very interesting 
uh, dog, that she wanted you to maybe do a reading. We couldn't have her here tonight, but um, uh, can you can you do it over the phone like that? Can you? Uh... Oh, absolutely! I do readings over the phone all the time. Okay. So if you can, you tell me the name of the dog. Well, um, no, I'd rather I'd rather uh, the, the the dog owner come here and yeah, she would you. love she would love 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 to talk yes. to yeah, you. Yeah, she so was we'll, so interested in yeah. meeting you. But uh, Matt is here, yeah, and Hi, uh, we do a, we do another podcast uh, uh, called the the Man Cave Happy Hour. Matt's uh, part of those shenanigans, yes, and he hangs out here from time to time as well. And Matt has uh, a couple critters in his life, and he's had a few couple critters that have moved on. Yes, I've, uh, okay. I, I had a black lab. By the name of Fudge. And I actually had two black labs in my lifetime that have passed on. And uh, the second Fudge in my life, she was my – she was the dog that's in your senior pictures when you're growing up. Oh. And you get a you get a picture with your dog <laughs> sure. in your picture. She was an absolutely amazing dog and her stomach turned over. That movie Marley and Me, yeah, that absolutely killed me. But when she was going through – when Fudge was going through all of her uh, issues and her stomach was turning over, how could – I have really connected with her on a conscious level, on an unconscious level, I should say, to understand what she was going through. Well, how would you perceive that? Okay. Whatever situation, I do it telepathically. So whether they're here or they've crossed over, yes. I speak with them. Oh, okay. So were both of your dogs named Fudge? Yes, both of them were named Fudge, yes. <laughs> fudge. <laughs> fudge one and Fudge two. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, uh, Francis, are you able to can, – can you can you get in tune with Matthew's uh, little picture buddy, Fudge? Absolutely. You say a Fudge is a, a black lad, correct? Correct. And female or male? Both female. Yes, female. Okay. okay. So do you have a specific question for Fudge? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm curious. How are how have you been? Okay. Now you're not gonna hear anything when I tune in. It's mm-hmm. not real good that's for out, radio. That's but okay. Hold on. That's yeah. okay. I'm just curious to know how she's doing. Would Gordon Lightfoot mess her up? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> She says she's doing great. She's jumping around in some fields. Really? Just enjoying. Okay. Yeah, she's enjoying just freedom. Excellent. So she's tip. She she's uh, having fun with the tulips. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so now, what about? Um, like, do do people? Do you believe in like ghosts and uh, in, in spirits with people? What? Not so much unless they come in with the animal uh-huh. or, or there's specific something the person needs to tell me right. about the animal. Well, I, I tend to focus on the animal part. Sure, 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 sure. So it's like some people uh, believe, like my wife says she's in tune with uh, spirits. Our house is, uh, it's an old house. It was built in 1831, almost 200 years old. Uh, and, wow. and some of the previous owners have, uh, passed in the house because that's just how it went back in the 1800s, you know? And, uh, it's it purported that, uh, they still hang out a little bit. Uh, so we still have, we still have visitors, um, in the house. And I, I was never really in tune with that until, uh, my little buddy Kirby, and actually, um, a long time ago, you you spoke to you connected with Kirby uh, back when we had you on uh, years ago. 
Uh, but Kirby has since passed on. He was with me for 18 years. I love Kirby. Uh, and he was there with us at the at the new house for probably uh, two, three years. And every once in a while, out of the corner of my eye, <laughs> see a little something darting along. Right. I don't know. You know, is it uh, is Kirby hanging out? Absolutely. Absolutely. When sometimes they will come in and check in and just see how you're doing. And if they make themselves seen in that way, um, it's just to assure you they're fine. All right. How does he feel that uh, we have uh, a replacement cat? We have uh, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't uh, like, oh, hey, all right. Uh, You know, it wasn't the next day or anything, but uh, a good like eight months later, Colleen, my wife, had said like, hey, we should uh, you you, you could use another cat in your life. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, we're at the rescue and and uh, Percy was coming home with us. So um How does how does how does let, Kirby feel about Percy? Let me ask. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Kirby says. Kirby says that's why sometimes he comes around. He comes to play with Percy. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> the dog won't. The dog just ignores her. <laughs> that's, actually, that's uh, probably true. It's uh, yeah, because. Uh, yeah, the dog. The dog was nothing to do with the cat. So, um, you know, Francis, I was look, I'm looking at your website, and uh, when you do a a reading of some sort, um, people actually ask questions of their animal uh, during these readings. Uh, certain questions, yeah. like you know, what can I do to get out of debt, or you know, what what do I need to do to lose weight? You know, what are some of the responses that you receive <laughs> some of the animal from the animals that you're doing readings with? <laughs> Well, those aren't typical questions that the animals are asked. <laughs> hey, have you seen my keys? <laughs> However, on the losing weight one, generally speaking, I don't, you know, of course, see people, but I will say, are you walking your dog? And if you are, how often and how far for how long? Mm-hmm. And typically... Uh, the animal is not walked if the person may need be to be walking themselves. Gotcha. You know, so <laughs> in terms, I offended one lady on the phone when I said, you know, it would be good for both of you to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Are you saying I'm no, nothing okay. personal? But that's true. <laughs> wow. Hey, Francis. Um, uh-huh. Okay, we're gonna get real for a second here. All right. Have you ever have you ever been doing a reading and the 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 pet the dog or cat reveals that maybe the spouse of the person you're talking to is having an affair and and the and the pets witness something have you ever run into such a situation Yeah no I haven't witnessed I haven't had that happen however <laughs> the animal however the animal did share that the husband does like to look at women no. Oh, really? On the, on, right. on the interweb, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. What about uh, uh, you? Do, you don't see what the pets see, do you? Sometimes. Uh oh. <laughs> so, so it, it comes to you. Does it come? Forget to you? Percy. Forget because he likes to watch me shower. <laughs> so do, does it usually come to you like that? Like a like a the perception of the pet, or in words, or how how do you get the 
Uh, how, or can you describe how you, how you get the information? Well, sometimes it's words and we have a conversation and I write things down ahead of time. And then, I, then when we have our appointment, then I read our conversation, what I say, what they say, back and forth, uh, with, from specific questions that the owner may have of the animal. Hmm. So I'm answering questions they already have asked, plus, of course, they, during the reading, they can ask whatever they like. Right. Sometimes they'll show me a picture, uh, and I'll, like, for example, when you asked, um, how Fudge was doing, and he showed, she showed me a field and her jumping around. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it, it's a picture if they want to show me. One, one dog, um, one, they wanted to know why the dog was afraid of the groomer's husband. And the dog showed me a picture of a gentleman and I said, he's very large and not steady on his feet. So, the dog's afraid that he'll step on him. Hmm. And he said, yeah, he doesn't walk real well, and he's a very heavy set man. Uh-huh. So I was describing what the dog was showing me. Ah. All right, Francis Greenspan, how people can get a hold of you uh, if they want to get a hold of your books or if they want to uh, reach out to you to have you reach out to their pets? Well, they can go to my website, which is my name, um, FrancisWGreenspan.com. Oh, there's a W in there? Uh, in the way? In, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. FrancisWGreenspan.com. Uh, and how else? Uh, the books are on Amazon. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Francis, we're going to have you back. We're going to get uh, our friend Stacy in here with her bulldog. We'll have the bulldog put on a little pair of headphones so he can talk to you as well. <laughs> and uh, we'll have you back in to talk to our friend Stacy and, and get a read on uh, her little bulldog buddy as well. Uh, we really appreciate right. you taking time and, and being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Have a great day. Thanks, All Francis. Right. Thank Thanks. you, Francis. Be well. All right. So that's uh, that's fun. That's uh, I just that's. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how I do you feel I, about Fudge I, 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 jumping around in the field? You know, I, I can't wait to be do to be doing the same thing with her. You know, oh. Throw, throwing that stick, watching her run through. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. I feel oh. good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. Thanks, Francis. So, Ethan said uh, our music was too old, so here's Killers. Can you read my mind? <laughs> it was either that or Golden Lightfoot. If, if you could read my mind. And I was like, I think this would please Ethan a little more, a little Killers. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> everything's a sound bite or a movie, a song lyric or a movie <laughs> clip for me. Oh, wow. But uh, on the horizon here, up next, she'll be uh, dialing in uh, at any moment um, Mm -hmm. straight out of the shark tank and into the fire. Um, Obviously, just uh, understandably, since Sunday, uh, she was on the shark tank. Michelle Winowich was uh, there and uh, accepted an offer. Um, on the Shark Tank, Mister Wonderful uh, is the one guy. On, oh, was on it? The shark. Okay. It was Mister Wonderful. Yeah, Mr. Wonderful he's uh, he's gotten behind a couple other pet products, uh, but there was another one. There was like a double episode, uh, and in the next uh, episode, um, the there was a pet product, and he was like, "Yeah, no, nah, not so much." Uh, so he doesn't go after every pet product out there, but uh, he has backed other pet products, uh, and he's the one that uh, came through for Michelle and Goat Pet Products. Is uh, it's the acronym, right? What's the acronym stand for again? 
Um, the acronym is G O A T. Greatest of all yeah. time. Greatest yes. of all time. There it is. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> why is it called Shield? Because <laughs> I think someone was trying really, really hard to fit the acronym. You know, it's like <laughs> we need to shorten yeah, it. It's like yeah. goat. <laughs> yeah, we need to shorten it. I just can't think, uh, stop thinking of uh, Muhammad Ali when I hear that. Greatest, of, greatest all of all time. I wonder. I wonder if there's any connection to that. And I will ask. Uh, uh, will ask Michelle as soon as as soon as she chimes in. And uh, animaltalkradio.com will have links to uh, Francis's website uh, so you can get your pet psychic readings uh, or follow her or check her out a, a little bit more. And there'll be links to uh, Michelle uh, and all her pet products uh, that that we uh, come across. We'll put a, a link to uh, uh, Matt's pictures uh, from high school of him and his dog. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find them first, yeah. As well. Uh, just, uh, yeah. So that's uh, embarrassing high school photos of Matt. We'll put those up there. You're too. more than welcome to laugh at me. Did yeah. you did you really get your pictures taken yeah, with your actually, dog? I, yeah, actually I did. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it was my fudge. We do it we do a little uh, actually on the website there's the pet parade. So people can send in a picture of them and their pet or just their pet. And it's like this is fluffy. Isn't he cool? And then we put it up on the website and we go, "Yeah, it is." So it's the pet parade. Just yeah. kind of showing off the pets that uh present past Whatever. Even uh, Honeypot made me made that, make an excite. Uh, that's an it. appearance there. For we got to yeah, yeah. We got to get a picture of Honeypot. Yeah. <laughs> up there. No, you don't. <laughs> why on earth? Why on earth do you is your cat named Honeypot? Oh gosh, she was a. We rescued Honeypot from a uh, a uh, from Flint, mm. and the previous owners just tossed her out. They moved, left the house, blah blah blah. And ah. We found her online. We did our research. We did our due diligence, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife was uh, very good at that. So next thing we know, we're at the uh, note at the uh, shelter, and we're walking around, and I'm like, I need to find this honeypot because that's just the weirdest <laughs> name for for a cat. Yeah, it is. And I, I'm walking around, and I see this cat, and she's staring at me. Mm-hmm. Just you know, she just catches my eye, and she's watching me the entire time. And I walk up and. I'd look at the top of the uh, the crate and it was honeypot. It was so honeypot. <laughs> she she actually picked me and my wife out. She did not we did not pick her out. Oh, really? So But uh she was on the uh, she was on the list of, of pets to view when you went there. On the list of pets, yes. And uh we Honeypot. Uh, Have we, you had a ridiculous name for any of your pets? I've had Kirby and Percy. Uh I had uh, Schmendrick the magician. <laughs> Schmendrick? Yeah. Schmendrick was a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and Amish was I had, a pretty cool I name. I had for a dog a cat. named Pencilweed at one time. <laughs> Pencil weed. Yep. Why pencil weed? Um, I can't remember now, but uh, you know, memory is is just shot. You remember it with pencil weed, but you have no, you no idea why. Yeah. Um, do you know? Do you know what your spirit animal is, Jamie? And talking about non sequiturs, I mean, just Mm. uh, spirit. And you've never had your spirit. I think we did this one time years ago on the show. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, huh. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. Can no. you tell by looking at me what my spirit animal is? I could guess, but I mean, <laughs> I would say it has not. to be a mollusk of some kind <laughs> or a cephalopod. I don't know. <laughs> my, my, I already know what mine is. What, what, what is it? It's a sloth. Oh, yeah. sloth. Yeah, there weird. you are. <laughs> well, you, you know mine, Jamie. <laughs> no, what is it? A sea cucumber. The sea cu- <laughs> I do. Yes, that is. That's. I knew that. It's a majestic animal. <laughs> Bothers uh, no one. No natural enemies. There, there's a bit moji with a sea cucumber. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there is. It's uh, an actual thing. Yeah. All right. Here we go, Brian. You ready? Yep. All right. Going to the phone. Uh, and saying hello to our guest. Our guest today is she. Uh, you might have seen her on. Uh, uh, Shark Tank recently with a pet product. Uh, Goat Pet Products is her company. 
And on the line, we have Michelle Winowich. Hi, Michelle. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Well, thank you. It's, it's been quite a week. It's, it's been full of excitement. So we, we have a million questions for you. First, first of all, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm doing a little background check on you. And uh, it doesn't look like you're originally from the pet industry. And I'm wondering uh, how you got into the pet industry. What made you think that you could just launch a product? Have you done that sort of thing before? Just, you know, what, uh, what gave you the impetus to, to, to do this? Well, that's a great question. And uh, I'm not exactly sure where you're looking, but maybe LinkedIn or anywhere. But um, I have my sources, industry. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You've been even soliciting my neighbors, maybe. But uh, <laughs> definitely I'm from the pet industry, but not every brand has been fully just pet. Like, uh, for example, my experience is brand manager, national sales manager, in charge of launching new brands and, you know, bringing them out globally and sometimes in a in, in a great way, sometimes in a huge way, and had a lot of success in that. Um, how I got started, like your question, is one of my very first products, very first trade show, was for the juvenile industry, like for kids. It was some kids' bowls that were shaped like footballs and some basketballs, things like that. Um, and that did well, but then they switched the line to pet bowls. And that took me to my very first trade show, and... Um, I just, it was a huge eye opener. That's a whole different industry. You're dealing Mm -hmm. with, you know, pets are your fur babies. They're your family and it's a whole different crowd. And I don't usually go to the direct to consumer shows. I go to the retail buyer shows and, um, it's just, it's, I fell in love with it. I thought, Oh my goodness, this is such, it's a huge industry. I mean, these trade shows, if you walk the whole show, it's six miles of walking. Sure. And it's a lot of competition out there. So you really got to stand out and do your thing. And I had to learn that the hard way by realizing you just can't stand there and wait for people to come to you. You got to make it happen. Right. Um, so that's basically it. So yes and no. Yes, I have been involved in lots of pet products and launching, um, but some it was like a secondary product line for them. It wasn't like their main product or once they brought me on board, I launched their first pet product. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So the website is goatpetproducts.com. Uh, now shark, the shark tank product that you, you, you had on, it's called the, uh, the goat pet speaker. So why don't you give us the elevator speech? What is the, the goat pet speaker? Absolutely. So goat. For all your sports fans out there, they know that it stands for greatest of all time. But not ever. Some people scratch their heads and they think goat. Like you know, people do have pet goats. Sure. Yeah. 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 This yeah. could be. This could be used for a pet goat, but it's definitely for dogs and cats and in your in your pet. Um, this is giving you the tool to give your pet a voice. We've always done that in my house for years. My you know, I have four children. It's always been dad talk like a dog and. My husband would talk a funny voice for our hundred pound Doberman when he walks in the room. And is that Zeus? Um, is that, was it's, that, is it's that, always been our thing. Is that Zeus, your dog? You would give the uh, voice that to Zeus. Yes. Yes. All so right. I think he's 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 got some media attention lately because he's <laughs> forced to be my he's been forced to be my demo dog. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and he's actually a terrible dog. I love him. He's well behaved. So when I demo like uh, the calming music playing on his collar. And watching it work, it actually brings tears to my eyes because I think if this works on Zeus, who is not 
a good dog. Um, <laughs> this can work on anybody because he's, you know, he beats to his own drum mm-hmm. and he's afraid of the wind blowing or anything else. Um, but anyways, the Gold Pet Speaker is a device that you put on your dog's collar. It has a built-in clip. It's shaped like either a dog or a cat or a bird. And it's super small, about the size of an egg. And it Bluetooth connects to our app, the Goat Pet Speaker app. And it gives you the tool to give your pet a voice. So it's giving a voice to the voiceless. And I usually use the example like a toddler that might not have full sentences yet or be speaking, but we know what they want to say. And us as parents will translate for them. Oh, they want to drink or oh, they want this. So we are giving, we're giving your pet the voice and the tools to do that. So by connecting to the app, you either type in what you want your dog to say and under the pet profile, you can choose different languages. Oh. So let's say you have a French nice. bulldog. Maybe they could speak French or a German shepherd could speak German and it's just fun. Right. Um, and you either type it in and select a language or you can record your own fun voice. And that can be lots of fun. So maybe you're a young single guy, you see a cute girl, you don't necessarily want to walk over and say hi just yet, but your dog sure can. And you, maybe your dog might say, hey, my friend thinks you're cute. The ultimate or if your mother-in-law at the door, <laughs> you, the dog might say, oh, no, it's you again. Um, so you can definitely, it's endless because you're in charge. You can, you know, greet their friends by name. You can also use it for training commands. Mm-hmm. Um, some adoption events, we'll put them on the dogs and it'll be, please adopt me or tell them about their history of why they should be adopted. So you can have a lot of fun with it. It also has a built-in selfie remote button, like a cordless selfie stick. Oh. So you can be in the picture with your best friend. And we all know social media is full of dog profiles. People talk for their pet all day long. They do full dialogues with everybody. Um, And then it has its own personal calendar. Um, You can track vet appointments or play dates or whatever. Um, So the app has a lot of additional little features. But you don't even need the app if you're not a huge app lover. Sure, yeah. You can still stream incredible sounding music. And use the self remote button. Does it and have to be? Connect. Does it have to be paired with the phone to to be making uh, uh, sounds, or does is it is there an, an automatic mode at all? So it, you do need to manually pair it. So okay. and what's super cool is it has some voice prompts built into the speaker. So when you turn it on, it will say "Goat speaker on Bluetooth searching." So it talks you through the process. Excellent. And. It, when you go into your settings on your Bluetooth, you'll see it says Goat Speaker after you turn it on, but you need to click on it. Okay. And the only reason why it doesn't automatically connect, because I don't want anybody to be surprised and they didn't know it, the dog, <laughs> it was still on the dog's collar, right. you know, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, what's going on? So, so I couldn't just uh, so, secretly put it on Jamie's uh, uh, back of his belt and just make <laughs> fart noises? A hundred percent. That's exactly what I had. When I designed this, I thought, this is for Jamie's butt. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. So um, I, no, I got be. I got to ask you about being kind of an armchair inventor myself. I got to ask you about sure. the Shark Tank process. Uh, is 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 it real? Is it is, is there a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people don't know about? Or kind of give me an idea of um, of of the whole process. I mean, yeah, do you, yeah. What was the vetting process? Yeah. How did you get there? And, and you know, you had about oh what, your, your segment was like probably three and a half minutes. How long did you? How much airtime did you have? 
Okay. Well, how much airtime do I have right now? Yeah, we we, we go all we'll go all. I know it's like that's why I was like I, I just I'm like this this is like three or four interviews because we're 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 really intrigued about the whole production aspect of it. So how did you get uh, just uh, the vetting process into the show? Let's just do that part first. Okay, for sure. Now I have to do a little legal disclosure. You know that I'm kind of bound by a thousand page agreement of what I can and cannot say. <laughs> fair play, fair play. But I can, I can share, at least I hope I can, uh, these parts. Uh, number one is I applied by literally pulling an all-nighter and doing a bunch of work. And I, and I really have always been a fan of the show. And mm-hmm. I, and I really take to heart their advice and I really followed the numbers, percentages, profit margins. Mm-hmm. I make notes and I make sense of it all. And I know that a lot of that's for TV because they have to do it quickly. You can't really evaluate a company on the fly like that. You need more information. So anyway, so I did my homework and one night I was online and I'm doing more homework and I stumbled across that you can apply online right on their website, oh. like hmm. download the application here. And I'm like, Oh, what the f- Look, I'm going to download the application. Why not? And I did. And I filled it out. And it was in the beginning stages. I was still in the process of bringing it to life. And I filled out all the pages. And you have to keep in mind from the very first second of the process that this is about entertainment. Sure. This isn't necessarily about some fun gadget. You know, they like the gadget, but it needs to still be entertaining. So I kept that in mind. You know, like what was my biggest accomplishment? Um, I think one of my answers was that I can dock a ship while hooking a great white shark. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can be I can be trapped in a pit of rattlesnakes while you know making tea. You know, like silly, ridiculous stuff. But you still have to be professional, obviously. But I still would throw in a little shock factor, sure, and add some personality to it because I realized they're staring in a pile of two hundred thousand applications you got to get weeded out and there's a huge weeding out process. So that was the first step. When I applied and I hit send, I kind of forgot about it. It mm. wasn't, I applied in October wow. and then in March. So what's that six, seven months in March, mm-hmm. I got a phone call late at night. It was like nine o'clock cause there was a time difference in California. Mm-hmm. And they said they were looking at my application. And from that second, it, you know, it's gotta be game on you know, the person sounds like they're just there to find out a few questions, but they are vetting you. They're, they're analyzing your every word. How are you going to be on TV? So I took it, I I treated it like that very seriously. And, um, by the end of the conversation, she said, you know, we'd like you to submit a video. I hadn't even submitted a video at that point. Wow. Okay. And, you know, God love them, but lots of people will stand in line for three days for some of these auditions and fly to New York or wherever the next one is. Yeah. And that's not necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Um, if anything, that's more promo stuff. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I definitely think go through the first steps and I mm-hmm. attach some pictures of my family. Cause I think my four kids are so cute. Um, <laughs> You know, just some things that, you know, you would think that might just stand out. Now, did you, um, did you so actually submit I, pictures so of, did. did you submit pictures of yourself in the Snow White costume as you were going through the vetting process? Snow White came to be about a week before I left. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Um, wow. So that was definitely not part of that. That was thing. later. Um, yeah. That was much later. And okay. so anyway, so I submitted it and they asked me for a video and then that prompted another phone call. But I definitely recommend you don't wait for that phone call. 
because after I got, I did get one phone call, and then I felt like too much time was passing. I think it was like three weeks. Yeah. I thought, what the hell? I got nothing to lose. I'm just going to call her back. Mm-hmm. And thank the good Lord I did, because when I did, someone else answered, and they said, oh, she's no longer there. Yep. Let me look oh, it wow. up. Oh, well, I actually didn't even have this one in my pile. I'm going to look at this again. If I wouldn't have called, I would have been completely overlooked. Yeah, dead letter right. office and all of a so, sudden, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just like any organization, you, there's a there's a you know change of guard sometimes. Sure. So, you know, you really got to you got to be your own advocate. It's not like only oh, haven't called yet. Well, you, you do your own thing. You, you obviously don't harass them, but still, you know, the little bit of context that you have at that level, just go for it. And then that prompted um, them re- doing my, looking at my video because they asked me to submit a video. I did a video and I took that seriously too. I actually set up my whole entire trade show booth in my basement. <laughs> I hired a camera guy that liked me and had good lighting and I treated it like the biggest sales call of my life. Oh yeah. Not just like, you know, hold up my selfie phone and, you know, talk for a minute. You right. know, you they need to see how you're going to contribute to their program. Sure. And so anyway, so I, I did that and then there was more videos there was a mountain of paperwork and you have to be prepared to share your whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like your personal credit report, you know, everything about you. And I understand it because I keep, one of the things that I usually do is I try to put myself in someone else's shoes. Well, why do they need to know my credit report? Why do they need to know where I went to high school and then all these other crazy details about myself? And it's because, you know, they're a huge network. They don't want to, showcase somebody that maybe is a felon or, right. you know, isn't just a great stand up person. Yeah. So, you know, so you got to respect the process and you got in the, t- the deadlines are tight. You got to keep the deadlines. You have to remember that they're not doing you a fa- I mean, you're not doing them a favor. They're doing you a favor. Right. So yeah. they can easily skip to the next person on the fly, mm-hmm. but fast forward to snow light. Well, first of all, back up. So <laughs> even then even though it's going great, yes. you don't know. Right. You never know. And then once you get the congratulations you've been selected, mm. you still don't know if you're going to have a chance because, you know, there's tons of clauses, you know, like anything could change basically. Right. Um, and then once I was given an actual date to fly out there, which was in September, even being there, you go and you rehearse the first day. And then you go back to your hotel room and you wait for a phone call to see if you're given a time slot to pitch in front of the sharks. You could just be sent home. Wow. And I'm not a patient person. I'm one that gets the answers that I need and figure it out. And, you know, you're kind of helpless. And especially for me, because I rehearse horrible. Uh, Nobody could have rehearsed worse than me. uh, I forgot every line. uh, I was, I had a dog with me. I was controlling voice files on my phone. Mm. I was screwing up everything. So when I went back to the hotel room that night, I thought there's no way in hell I'm getting a phone call right now. Right. And when I got it, I was so thankful that they saw through all my errors and they were giving me a chance. But even though you get to pitch in front of the sharks, you still don't know if they're going to air it. Right. Because they're going to fill more people that can possibly be aired. Sure. And even if you get a deal, it doesn't mean you'll be aired because hmm. maybe someone that didn't get a deal was more entertaining than you. Right. Okay. You know, and it, it, I found out I had an air date over Christmas break. Oh, okay. So that's even harder to prepare because they're like, well, make sure you have enough inventory on hand for the influx of orders. Well, that's not a lot of time. 
you know, it's, it's, it's all a gamble. Sure. So it was definitely stressful. It definitely pushed me to limits that I've never been before. Um, and it, it, you got to treat it like a job, you know, this is like, you know, you're pitching in front of 8 million people basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, it's at the mercy of their editing team. And like your question was, how long were you there? I talked for 58 minutes, wow. back and forth questions. Wow. So you got to see a two minute pitch and six minutes of Q and A. And you had so eight when minutes. I watched it Sunday night. What's that? Was that eight minutes that you had? On air. You know what? I didn't actually. I didn't actually look at the timing. They just told me that it was going to be eight minutes. So oh. it didn't you know, seem like it was that. It break and everything. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was that long. But uh, maybe it was. Yeah, because it was on both sides of a commercial. So yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, I, I know my opening pitch was a solid two minutes. Right. Um, and then you know you go through the Q and A. So when I watched it Sunday night with my friends and family, I was equally surprised as you. You know, you've got the best editing team in the world <laughs> yeah. piecing it together. And some great things that were said weren't necessarily aired. Some things that were said that I don't remember being said. I know, I mean, obviously they were. Sure. But um, it was, yeah, that was that was something else. I know I was called crazy, but one of the things that was not aired that I can share with you is Mr. Wonderful at one point did look at me and he said, Michelle, I don't know if you're the craziest person I've ever met or the most brilliant. <laughs> and my response was, my response was anyone that knows me is asking the same question. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't have an answer for that. And, you know, and I also talked about our charity partners, which I'm super thrilled to be a part of project yes. canine hero, which also is Michigan based. Yes. You know, they support retired police and military dogs and Eisenhower center in Wisconsin, uh, where our goat milk treats are made. Mm-hmm. They do all of our baking. They, they, um, they, um, I can't even think of the word. They give jobs to people with disabilities. Right. So those things were important to me, you know, and I was kind of bummed for, for them that it wasn't mentioned, but, um, you know, they're overall, I thought it was great. We're definitely getting a great response. I mean, here I am talking to you guys. So yeah. it's, better than that, right? it's wonderful. Yeah. It's just amazing. Cause you went in there and you went in, you wanted $499,000, um, and nine percent interest, and you know it's a negotiation going in. What what was your what was you what were you hoping for a takeaway? What was what were you? Can you tell us what you were hoping to get? Because you're going in knowing it's a negotiation, so I'm I'm sure you figured it would be all right. It's probably going to be more than nine percent. What were what were you hoping for? Well, obviously, asking the sharks for something like that is risky because you know they're going to attack you. Sure. Like, what are you crazy asking for so much money with such low percent? But I had already landed a $2 million purchase order. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? This is why people go to Shark Tank. And here I am here sharing it. So I thought, well, what the hell? I'm just going to go for it. Mm -hmm. But which isn't me doing a spoiler right now because you can look it up. It's all over the blog. Um, You know, different shows that I've talked to that Cuban has also been on. He's shared this information already. Is that 80% of the deals actually don't even go through after the shark tank. Oh, wow. It's a handshake deal. Really? It's not like, it's not a game show where you walk away with a check. Right, right. And it's, it's, bottom line, it's TV. So there's still a huge business aspect of it. You know, there's a due diligence phase, you know, and you get to enter some negotiations after the fact. And that is, um, I already knew that. So I don't understand why anybody doesn't just say yes. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't play with the money. Once you can change the money amount that you're going to ask for a second before it comes out of your mouth. But the second it comes out of your mouth, the sharks can't negotiate money. And if you take note, you'll realize the money factor never changes. It can go up. Mm-hmm. It can't go down. Okay. You can only play with the percentages. Ah, okay. So I thought, I'm going to start at nine. Sure. Because I know it's going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, and it definitely went up. I mean, it went up to a, a third. But, um, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, you already had an investor that was 50%. So now you're only 17% owner. And that's not how it works. Sure, you split no. the equity, yeah. you know, between everybody. So everybody's a third partner. It's not, you know, and, and you, there's still time to negotiate that too. So mm-hmm. it's, there's a ton to share, but you know, I'm a little limited on, you know, yeah, yeah. the behind the scenes. So yeah. how involved, yeah. how involved will Mr. Wonderful be? Will he say, Oh, you need to change the name of that from goat. Goat is confusing. You gotta just no, 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 dog. Robert? Pet, yeah. Robert's the partner. Okay. Okay. So, uh, oh, Mr. Wonder, I thought Mr. Wonderful was the one that took you up on it. No. Oh, no, okay. No, no, Robert. Sorry about that's, that. Yeah, All right. That's right. You're th- no, that's okay. Fair play. I'll make sure that we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Robert, um, and he's backed a couple other pet products. So that, that boded well for you. Um, so is, how involved is Robert going to be in, 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 is he just a, an investor or is he like going to be an advisor? Um, have, how is that unfolding for you? Well, it's unfolding, and obviously <laughs> it's on the work, so I'm, yeah. I'm extremely limited right there. Okay, but, okay, um, fair enough. But it's huge. Like, if you, right now, if you go on Robert's Twitter yeah. or Instagram, yeah. you can see that it, I'm being promoted like crazy. See, well, like, there you go. Well, if, you know, it, which, is, which is enormous. I yeah. mean, who doesn't want that? And that's got to be like, worth a good chunk of that 30%. With, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's enormous brand recognition. Yeah. Um. So, you know, but, but you just, it, it, to me, it's what you make of it. It's mm-hmm. what, how you push it and how, what you do with it after the fact, like me talking to you or, you know, just promoting the recognition that we've gotten doesn't necessarily mean everybody has seen it. Right. And it's hard to judge the outcome right after the airing because this day and age, everybody DVRs everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what they talk about. Like, you really need to give it a full month for everybody to actually watch the episode. Oh, okay. All right. So you'll need more and more yeah, as, as, TV, as the days nobody, unfold. Nobody wants to tolerate commercials. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So as, as the days unfold, you're getting more and more, you know, viewers. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that because I'm old school, you know, back, you, you know, Detroit girl, right? It's, you know, 247, 50, and 20. And that was it. 56, if you wanted to watch Sesame Street. That's all we had. You watched it. You watched <laughs> it while I was live. That was it. But yeah, today's a different. Commercials were just a part of it. That's how you got your snack, or you know, yeah. you took a break from watching your show. But nowadays, there's zero tolerance for commercials. Yeah. So people people will record it just so they don't have to watch it like that. You know, so yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's, it's hard. To, it's really hard to judge, um, especially you know we have the PetSmart deal, so yeah. a lot of the orders will go straight to them, and that's pretty much what I was doing was driving sales for PetSmart, even though. You know, I love for people to order for me too. <laughs> okay, uh, Michelle, thank you so much. What a great insight yeah. as, as to the, uh, the the whole process. One thing that's clear, um, uh, M- Michelle, when you uh, when you're telling us about this, uh, even before you mentioned it, 
um, you always have to think about what the other person in a negotiation. What's the yeah. other person need, or what the what does the other person want? Right out out of the gate, you said that um, you know this is about entertainment. You know, it, sure, this is your this is your invention, this is your product, but really, you know, you have to uh, you have to be entertaining because it's a, it's a TV show, and uh, and and because you were able to uh, to look at it that way, uh, you were very entertaining. You're very very smart when it comes to this yeah. sort of thing. I'm sure you'll do do real well with this. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, and um, we got to have you luck. back to talk about the uh, gluten free uh, dog biscuits. Oh heck yeah, goat milk dog treats made by the awesome folks at the Eisenhower Center in Wisconsin. It's it's for a great cause. A portion of the sales go to them. Um, so absolutely, I would I would love to be so back. We're, we're the so go- much for having me. Were the were the treats part of the deal? Is it is that part? Are, is that part of the promotion too? Or are it, those two separate lines? Is it, it is, and and actually that was a good portion of the segment. I actually passed out samples a second time of the treats. Some of the sharks even tried the treats. Oh wow! Really? They're so yummy. They're human grade. They're peanut butter. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, they didn't get to see it that much. And Axel from Project Canine Hero, his dog handler, Amanda, she's a gorgeous six-foot blonde, um, but she was in front of that sign. So you didn't necessarily get to see the Gold Milk Treat sign either. But right, they right. were definitely there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, for our listeners, uh, Michelle was supposed to be in studio. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel really silly. That we dress that, that like we, the we seven all dress dwarves. like the, the seven doors. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm dressed like Snow White. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> But I'm, but I'm short, so I Matt, look like a, I Matt look dwarfish. And I, Matt and I dress like dwarfs just for the occasion. Yeah. And, and for the pointy hat oh, and everything. Oh, that's awesome. But I, I have my dress on right now. <laughs> I mean, Snow White always talked to animals, but they never had the ability to talk back. That's and right. So now right. she just needed the Goat Pet Speaker app. I just need to right, get her one. All right, so they're, they're available. Where are the Goat Pet Speakers available? They're uh, at PetSmart, you said? You can check them out. Yep, they're they're at PetSmart at the first register and at the end of the aisle. We're in two placements in every PetSmart wow. in every state, 71 in Canada. And um, also you can learn more on my website. I got some instructional videos. You can learn all about us at GoatPetProducts.com or GoatSpeaker.com. Awesome. Excellent. We're Thank gonna, you, Michelle. We'll keep an eye on the website and we'll keep an eye on you and we're going to have you back to talk more about those treats. Awesome. You guys rock. Thank you so much. All right. Be Thanks, well. Michelle. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, there it is. So that amazing. It's like it's it's it. Yeah, it is entertainment. Smart cookie. You know they they, they say that uh, these venture capitalists they they always invest in people. Really, not so much yeah. the product. And right. <clears throat> very very sharp. Well lady. spoken. Yes. Yeah. Uh, man, that's uh, just eighty uh, percent of those uh, deals don't go through. Yeah, that that yeah. was shocking. That was yeah, shocking. Yeah, yeah. But she said it's not a surprise. I mean, if you look at the website, that it's, it it says that. So, I'm not surprised that they pull credit reports just because you know they want to make sure that the per- person's credit worthy who they're working. Well, with. I, I wouldn't. Know, I wouldn't trust you, Matt. I would no, not. You I shouldn't. Mean, the shifty <laughs> eyes. The, uh, yeah. the 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 suit and tie. And, and yeah. what is in that violin case that you always <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bring? <laughs> you never set it down. Yeah, you know. oh, just smack me again. The, the Harvey Weinstein wine opener. You know. Hey he's, now. Uh, <laughs> You know, he's out there pitching it. They turned him down. <laughs> so, too soon? What is it? Um, all right. Who's bad? No, no. <laughs> Come on, man. We're here already. <laughs> it's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Who's bad? All right. Hey, Brian. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> what has four legs and goes, om, om. I don't know what has four legs and goes om, om. A car, a cow walking backwards. Oh my god. <laughs>
Uh, I just I just can't help myself sometimes, Brian. It's, uh, uh, I wish you could. I think you're kind of beyond <laughs> help at this point. Uh, well, that's going to do it. Um, wow, that, that flew by. So, um, it did. Yeah. Two really good uh, interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some fun stuff today. So uh, we'll be back again uh, next time. Uh, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Catherine Schwarzenegger, yeah. Yeah, and uh, she's just an animal lover and uh, in the Kennedy line. So we're going to talk to her about uh, all her all her stuff. Yeah. And then uh, uh, about wolf dogs, uh, Nicole Wild. <laughs> Nicole Wild, who is a canine behaviorist. So that's uh, coming up next time on Animal Talk. Uh, AnimalTalkRadio.com is uh, the place to find us throughout the week. And uh, bye. See you.